Welcome to Divine Throughline. I'm Ma Ananda Srimati, sometimes known as Julie Pyatt, and I'm here to share with you musings on what it really means to live a life divine. In this week's episode, I welcome my dear friend, musician, producer, and sound engineer Brad Swanson to share an original song with us that he wrote entitled, That Is What The Heart Is For. I really, really enjoyed this conversation, and I hope you will too. Namaste. So let's just take a moment and uh, set the space and connect with each other. So if you can take a deep breath in with me and exhale. I'm just going to open the field this morning in sacred service to the law of one. North, south, east, west, earth, sky, heart, and space. I ask, command, and intend for the highest exchange according to the will of God. Beloved creation, please anchor this space as sacred in the living, organic light code. We are God, we are sovereign, and we are free beings. And so it is. Okay, we're rolling. Okay, Bradley. Awesome. So you're going to play a song for us. How blessed are we? So what's the name of the song? The song is called What the Heart is For. All right. I'm going to jump in and help a little bit. Where does all the time go? When did all these moments pass? For all the things I cannot know That must be what the heart is for I never missed your smile more things I learned to do Letting go I can't be restored That must be what the heart is for Wait, sound So where did 
all the time gone And I have just begun to grow There's still so much left to Thank you so much. Your My voice pleasure. is just magical, beautiful. It's just has such a beautiful quality oh, to it. Thank you. Are those harmonies okay? I love it. <laughs> right, I love cool. every bit of that. Yeah, I just heard the song for the first time this morning. This is a new one, right? This is, this is a relatively new song. I have sung it live before. Yeah. So this um, is not the world premiere. This is not on the, the Divine well, Throughline podcast. Actually, it is. The world. <laughs> well, it is the world premiere in terms of this this um, media. Is that the right way to put it? Maybe. Because <laughs> sounds, sounds okay. <laughs> right? Because um, I've just done it live at like a couple so of So it has small not things. been recorded. It's so not this is recorded. the world premiere. This the world the, premiere. This is the world Brad premiere. Brad Swanson. Okay. Awesome. Can Brad, you have like such, such a gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous voice. Mm. Just such a beautiful, you, beautiful voice. So um, that's really a treat. Beautiful. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you. My pleasure. So tell me a little bit about the song. Well, the song was um, one of those songs that it was, it was probably almost a year ago. Uh -huh. It was probably December last year, January last year, and there was a little bit of drizzle, and it was kind of a rainy day, and uh, I was not in a... I was feeling a lot. I was going through some... Were some, you sad? I was sad. You had seasonal affect disorder? Probably. Or, or Rich should. has that often. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something like, mine's not seasonal. <laughs> His is a perennial or something. You know? <laughs> no, I'm not going to claim that. No, okay. No, right? No, no, we're not attaching to no, that. No, I'm not going to do that. No. Um, but um, interesting how music just opens me up. Like singing a song, I feel so much more open. I just uh, want to so say that. so beautiful. Like, it's such a joy for me yeah. to be able to sing such a healing. So thank you for having mm -hmm. me be here. But um, So I went for a walk in this drizzly rain, and this melody kept coming at me. Uh-huh. And it kept coming, and it kept, and I just, just... It just was one of those songs, literally, I went home, I sat down at the piano, and it, it, it was divine through line. Like, so cool. It came pouring through me, I could barely keep up with it. And so I got that, because I was thinking about all of the things that I don't understand in my head, oh, well, that must be what the heart is for. Aww. So that was it. And then the so next beautiful. day, so I wrote that much and left alone. It was just like blessing God, like thank you, you know, the, the muse and the connection to God for allowing me, for allowing that, for me, allowing that to come through. Right, myself right. Too. For being able to receive I, it. Yeah, I was, you know, thanking myself too. And um, then I thought, okay, now I have to write the lyrics. And I sat down and boom. They just came out. They came out too. So this song was written through me. Beautiful. 100%. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, it's gorgeous. It's perfect, I think. Lovely. For the show. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah. So, yeah, so you're talking about what the heart, that must be what the heart is for. So, I find that um, there's a lot of um, confusion over this um, in the masculine energy on the mm. planet. And I say that because it's not only men. Um, 
it's uh, also women who embody a masculine frequency. Mm -hmm. Anyone who's very intellectual, who's identifying with their mind. And, you know, we kind of get fooled and um, we think that we are our thoughts. Um, and we think that our mind um, is actually helping us. <laughs> right. And a lot of time, most of the time, it's in fact doing the opposite. Yeah. So, you know, we, if you close your eyes and you feel yourself, um, if you're driving, don't do this at home, you know, <laughs> wait till you get off the road. But if you close your eyes and you feel, feel yourself, where is the first inkling, the first feeling that you have? when you feel for a child or your lover or you marvel at a sunset or you you know smell a rose or or anything where is the first place that you feel you feel in your heart yeah. you're not feeling in your head mm -mm. and so the heart is the divine mind you know the heart is really what is um what holds the key to our soul's unfoldment. And this is one of the reasons why in meditation, we're going into those chambers. Well, it's also, you're also in your third eye, but there's in, in my specific meditation, you're moving into your heart. Yeah. And that's why that's the one that I teach is that, um, me utilizing a technique of humming into my heart space mm. is what revealed, um, my songs to me, right. you know, and I had not been a singer songwriter or a musician my whole life as you have been your whole life. Um, pretty amazing. Um, you know, Brad's from Topanga Canyon, yeah. like the Topanga, like, the like Topanga. he was like sixties. Yeah. Totally 60s, from 70s. that. Yeah. And you and your brothers and sisters, you were a family band running around doing all that. Right. But I was a late bloomer when it came to songwriting. You were I, my brother and my brother and sister were like child rock and roll stars yeah and i was in their shadow the entire time and i i, I picked up drums first yeah and it wasn't actually and brad by the way is like the most extraordinary drummer oh, he's incredible like incredibly amazing oh you are that's amazing well thank you i you know i'm i, I love doing it that's you're a all drummer I know. i'm a drummer you are a drummer i'm a drummer <laughs> i fancy myself a beetle yeah <laughs> so um so what were, we, what were we just saying? Right. Well, um, you were talking about how your songs came to you through through the heart. Oh, right, right, right. So focusing in, so so meditating and and putting your awareness on your heart, mm -hmm. um, I feel is key to discovering what you're here to do or what is your heart's deepest de desires. Yeah. And if you can tap into that, then the universe knows your your wishes, hopes, and dreams more than your personality does. Mm -hmm. And if you can learn to surrender into that and you know, it all comes in stages, you know, it's a process of becoming more and more connected to your heart. You know, um, you will be shocked at what your life presents for you and the, the magical gifts and experiences that, you know, that you can go on. Um, so yeah, that is what the heart is for. The heart is for, um, directing us, guiding us, you know, it, you can judge, you can discern, I'm going to use the discernment word, you can discern uh, what is right action through a feeling tone and not a thinking process. So if you, um, I think we all need to learn to trust our bodies. Yeah. You know, if you go into an area and your body doesn't like it, 
or if something happens, you have an interaction with somebody and it's not feeling right in your body, that's a little, hey, you know, this right. isn't all right. Yeah. Even if your mind says, well, wait a second, this is really, this should be fine because, you know, all of these other elements are, are seem to add up to mm-hmm. something that's beneficial to me. So why am I feeling this resistance to it? So that's the moment to witness what your body is telling you, right? Yes. Pay attention to what your body, and you know, I, I've said this and, you know, I've discovered this in my healing journey and, you know, most disease comes from unresolved emotional issues. So, uh, you know, we're talking about, um, not dealing with your emotions, they get stuffed and then they have to manifest in some way. So, uh, much of disease is just unresolved emotional issues and it could be traumas from, you know, anything, just anything under the sun, you know, as human beings, we, we go through a lot. It's interesting that you say that because I went through a, a, a very deeply emotional experience re- recently and went into the center of that pain and just allow myself to just to feel it and to try and like release it. And I did have some pretty profound release, like the action of release, like just this purging that was... What was happening was a little frightening. Did you? Did your neighbors call the police they, or anything? No, I, I mean, I, I, <laughs> I, I may have, you know, uh, enlisted the, you know, my the closest pillow, but um, there was a thought that occurred to me the next day when I felt this like sense of like being more embodied mm-hmm. in a safe way, mm-hmm. and the first thing I thought was, I'll bet there are things healing physical manifestations of that pain are probably like the energy is leaving. I could just sense that. Right. Cause you were able to express it. Yes. You were able to visit it and be in it and yes. you identified it even more powerfully than in, if you had described it, you know, with a, you were, you were in it. Yes, exactly. That's the thing mm-hmm. right there. I, mm-hmm. I put myself into it in, in right into it. And that was, yeah. Yeah, that's powerful. Time. Yeah, it's beautiful. You're doing amazing work. Thank you. It's really inspiring. Really, well, I, really cool. I'm surrounded by just remarkable, insightful, loving people. So that is, I have mm-hmm. tremendous support. It's so cool. It's really yeah. great. Yeah. So I feel like um, there is there is great power in presence and in awareness. And and being spiritual or leading a spiritual life doesn't mean that everything is always perfect or ever, or happy. Yeah or blissful or as a matter of fact, I think it's sort of an escape hatch. I think it's an illusion Mm -hmm. when, you know, there's a lot of new age community where they just get in a place and they're like, Oh, it's all amazing all the time. You know, that's not my experience of a human life. And that's not the experience that people that I know and love around me are going through. So I think we have to be, um, you know, real about the fact that we live in a, in a, system where there's polarity, where there's light and dark. And if we um, deny our dark, we're denying a part of ourselves. And it again will manifest in a, in a abscess (laughs) somewhere, (laughs) you know, such a great point. Yeah. And so there, there's nothing, um, there's nothing wrong. Of course, you know, once you acknowledge the dark and you're able to integrate it, then you can rise to a place of awareness that is neutral and loving and compassion and untouched by the dark and the light. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't mm. swing as high, you know, you're not like, ah, oh, this is amazing. Oh, I you know, want to kill myself. It's in the middle, you know? So, and you can rest in that and it's in the breath and it's in the awareness. And, um, you know, you can 
benefit and get all the teaching and all the learning from all these experiences because why else are we really here anyway at right. all right we're here to simply learn so the question is is have you learned you know did you get the lesson right. did you extract the lesson from whatever happened it's not as much what happened so yeah that's I can't add anything to that. You agree? I agree. Okay, I'm over here like, I'm like the, the he's nodding. I, he's nodding, I'm everyone. You can't see him. Constantly he's nodding. He's nodding yeah, a yeah, lot. Yeah. He's, he's agreeing. Lot. He's agreeing really a lot really. with me. If you so could see good. me, he sits by me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this, is, this brings something, um, and we did, um, it brings up something that I wanted to also just touch on, and I'm going to explore this more in depth and and provide techniques on this show to actually go into the depth of actually learning how to heal these type of things. But um, it's really beautiful to understand that right now, in this moment of time, there is a wonderful opportunity to grow and expand. And so when you have things that happen in your life, like, uh, let's just, I'm trying to pick one. Uh, let's just say that uh, somebody somebody did something and you took it personal and you feel like you've really been, uh, you've been wronged in some way. So, uh, kind of the beginning kindergarten stage of that experience is, um, you're, you want to get people to, um, support your, uh, you know, your dispute. You know, you want to call your right. friends and go, this happened. And then, you know, right. she yeah. said this. And then, you know, I kind of thought she was acting like that. And <laughs> then I sort of felt like this. And so you have this conversation mm -hmm. and everybody's like, yeah, I know. I know how you feel. Like, yeah, like I totally get it. I think that about her too. <laughs> you know, so it's like this whole thing. So you right. get everybody kind of on your team. And in a way, you know, there's nothing, no harm you know, privately venting. Sometimes right. maybe you just need to vent, sure. you know, whether it's, sure. you know, whatever. So you you vent, you vent, but hopefully keep it short. Don't, you know, right. don't wallow in it. Um, but then after that, the, the real opportunity is for you to identify what pattern in you was triggered by that exchange. And so you're going to turn the magnifying glass off of that said person who, you know, who, um, you know, bothered you. Mm -hmm. And you're going to look at yourself in a very honest way yeah. and really try to discern through meditation, through contemplation, through recognition, well, what in me got tr triggered? You know, what, what was the action and can I get to the core of what it is? Yeah. And if you can get to the core of what it is, again, identify it, you can, um, go into meditation and set the intention, ask your higher self to please free you of this pattern mm -hmm. to, uh, state the intention that you are done with it, that you no longer want to be impulsed by this pain or trauma that you have from this childhood, mm -hmm. or maybe from a, a lifetime you can't remember. Right. But if you can identify and just say, I no longer want to uh, participate in this victim consciousness. So when you shift it and you start to take action and take responsibility for your own life, then you become empowered mm -hmm. and you become you release yourself and you release the other person from this experience and you know if you look at life like it's a movie so we're in this movie right uh that we are the writers of you know i really feel that when you're out of a body in a soul getting ready to come in you know you're participating in 
what are the elements of your life? Because your life is only for your own growth and unfoldment. That's mm -hmm. the only reason it is. So um, it's really just about you and you completely. So when you stop taking the focus outside of yourself and you turn it on yourself, you become empowered and you can heal and release these things. And then um, you can start to play with it and, and reduce the time of the little um, child acting out scenario. You know, those spaces can get less and less and less and less until, you know, you're just a neutral. And the next thing that happened, you, you go right to the next time, you know, somebody does something that you don't like, or, you know, you, you can catch yourself very quickly and go, you know what, it's not personal, you know, and this is my pattern of this trauma that's being triggered again. And, um, you know, I'm aware of it. I know what it is and I'm not participating participating in that program anymore right. so you become you your heart becomes the master of your mind and not your mind yes. the master of your heart huge so you know again the mind is a beautiful thing to be used as a tool um, but if your mind is using you you are not in divine alignment right. so um i guess that is what the heart is for indeed <laughs> I, I have a question um so when, when that little person comes up and demands attention, you know, like is so hurt by what so-and-so said mm -hmm. or did, or, you know, and it throws us back to, to period when we didn't have the tools yet to, mm -hmm. you know, not take something personally and not start on this, this sort of path, to, you know, down, down the rabbit hole and how to like hold that part of us. Yeah, you know, this is really, really good and really important. Okay, yeah. so... As a mother of so many children and uh, so many, I have four, five, five that live with me, yeah. <laughs> but um, four that I birthed myself. Um, so you are very important. That little child is extremely important. Yeah. And I think one of the traumas that we all put ourselves through is that we never put our child first. Right. We spent our lives putting everything else in front of that child and almost denying the existence of that child. Yeah. So there's a beautiful meditation and a technique um, that I can go into in depth more and on a, in a soon episode, mm -hmm. in an upcoming episode. And that is um, doing inner child work. And, you know, I have to admit, like when I first heard about this, I was like, oh, please, like inner child work, you know, so there's that mind right. who wants to be right. cynical and criticize and whatever. But really, um, if you're having that level of trauma, you know, you, no one was there for you. And, and maybe when you were there as a child, there was no one to hold space for you. So just as a, as a beautiful experience of life, what if you just decided to be there for yourself first. Mm. What about that concept? Sure, right. And so going into meditation, um, you can uh, sort of witness yourself as the expanded over soul self or future self or divine self and then the little, the little self. So there's two that are existing. And the little self needs to be assured that he's safe, mm -hmm. that you've got his back, Mm -hmm. that you're not going to do anything that's going to hurt him. And that if anybody tries to, you're going to protect him. Mm. So when you stand space for yourself like that, you can really heal a lot of that trauma. 
the problem is, is a lot of us are looking for that healing from someone else yes. outside of ourselves. Huge insight. Mm-hmm. So again, going back to what is a divine partnership and, um, you know, the beauty of experiencing a divine partnership is that each being is responsible unto themselves. Yeah. Each being is the ultimate self-sustainable ecosystem, you know, with, so that, uh, you know, that very, you know, immature, uh, sort of naive line, like you complete me, you know, and mm-hmm. that's the right. worst thing ever. Right. Like no one, no one can complete you. It's, it's about you and you. And so if you're not going to stand up for your inner child, then who is? And once you do that and you really, really take care, you'll, you can take care of that trauma because you're always here. You're never not here. Right. Right. So you, it's kind of like the ultimate self, self soothing (laughs) technique. Um, but I find it very, very powerful. And I know people, you know, in their sixties and seventies who are still suffering from little child issues. So it's obviously one we all suffer from. And it's not even like a, a commentary on your childhood necessarily. I mean, trauma can come from, you know, any specific, you know, any, any circumstance, like any, any color of, of the rainbow, it could happen for all different reasons. And, you know, maybe your parent wasn't there because you were with another family and something happened or you chose to go, you know, snowboarding with another family and then something happened and they weren't there. Uh, It doesn't have to mean that, you know, your parents were horrible people. It has nothing to do with that. It's just the fact that as, as human beings, you know, we have pains and, you know, it gets more complicated as we start to, you know, acknowledge that we are spiritual beings having a human experience, or as I like to say now, multidimensional beings having a simultaneous experience. So, you know, these things and feelings can be coming from very many different places. But what I would say overall is honor yourself as an emanation of God. Yeah. Honor yourself with that amount of love, with that amount of reverence. And that is not an ego trip. And that is not selfish. That is um, divine. And then when you uh, honor yourself in that manner, then you're able to honor others in that manner. And so that's, you know, that's what I would say about that one. It's good that you have so many questions. Well, that feels so good to me, what you said. (laughs) I I just, it really, it really resonates deeply for me. It's good. I mean, we all need to do it. And we all have those, you know, I, I describe it as, um, we all step in, in that, we step in that energetic mess sometimes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you stepped in a pile of shit, you know, Mm -hmm. shit really. And you got it on your shoes and you can't get out of it. And you're literally in crisis. Right. And here you are, you know, in your fifties and you shouldn't be, you know, you, this is completely ridiculous. That's the judgment that I go through. Right. right? But it's the ridiculous. fact is that little boy is worthy of love, yeah. period. Yeah. No more story. He's, yeah, yeah. he's worthy of love. Yeah. And that's my, every morning I, I set a little, a little reminder. It says, I am worthy of love. That's so cool. So that's what I see in the first thing in the morning. Well, it's beautiful. Yeah. And we all are. And so, and also, you know, just to, I'll keep repeating these kind of um, little tips and little hints. And that is that, you know, in creation, you know, no, no one individuation is more valued or less valued than another. Mm-hmm. So it's just this whole field of neutrality, you know, and the sun is shining no matter. It's shining 
no matter what, Mm -hmm. always. So there's, you can get, you can start to extract yourself from this comparison that plagues our society. You know, it's just everywhere, you know, everything is compared, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, everyone has, uh, something to share and everyone has something to express and every life form has enough energy to fulfill itself. Mm. It came in with that because that's, that is the essence of creation. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's a seed with all of the potential, all of what it needs to actualize itself. Now, sometimes it doesn't because, uh, it gets involved in other karma or it, uh, gets confused and Mm. it's a sunflower and it, it's looking at a bunch of roses for a very long time. And then it says, I want to be a rose, not Mm -hmm. a sunflower. Mm -hmm. And so that can be a problem. (laughs) So it's really important to know yourself. And Mm -hmm. a lot of people don't because the society that we live in, we're so externally focused. Everything is out and nothing is in. And, you know, for years and years, I mean, over 10 years, I read in every single spiritual text, meditation is the most important thing. Right. And yet I didn't sit down to meditate for like, you know, 12 years or something, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's like, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do that meditating thing like later after I read this next book. Um, so I can't tell you, it's like, and we were talking about last episode or a couple episodes ago, it's, it was the trauma of life that brought me to my knees that required my meditation. Right. I had nowhere else to go. Right. So those, those experiences are divine. I mean, how beautiful. Um, and it was extremely painful, like extremely painful Mm -hmm. to be sitting there. So, um, yeah, so all of that is, is, uh, is beautiful. So we talked about discernment and judgment. Mm -hmm. So that's something to play with. And also remembering that the heart is the divine mind and to pay attention to what's happening in your body. Pay attention to how something feels to you. And if something doesn't feel right to you, honor that. Even if on paper, it looks like it should feel right to you. Your, your body is, is the one that's going to tell you what is safe, what is in alignment, what works for you. So do a little experiment. And next time you have a decision or, you know, or something to, uh, decide on, uh, take it into meditation, try it on and then see how it feels. How does that feel? How does this feel? Um, and then, um, make sure that you take the time out to honor and nurture yourself and understand that you're an emanation of a divine force and, uh, that you also have a little part of yourself that is the ego personality, little child. And that has to exist for us to be in a human body. If you didn't have that, you, you would just light body out. You wouldn't be here. So yeah. Is that what anchors us here? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I never, well, I mean, so many, there's so many people saying, Oh, kill the ego, kill the ego, but there, and and there's different levels of ego, you know, I mean, ego can be used, you know, can be in different forms of expression. It can be out of control or it can be in good alignment. Like it's almost in service to the soul. Well, can can the ego also be the thing that says, Hey, go, go practice those scales. Sure. Yeah, sure. So it's, you have to have some desire, like the ego is attached to a desire 
And there's a million different levels of that expression. So, you know, you want to cultivate the, the forms of expression that are the higher divine um, expressions that are in alignment with your soul purpose. And then, uh, you know, shed some of the lower uh, vibrations or the, the lower um, expressions of the ego. Um, and uh, I don't know, I think we, I think we kind of did it then. Yeah, how's it feel? It feels amazing. Okay. I think covered. If I just listened to this podcast alone, I probably would. Well, you just did. Just did in real time. <laughs> <laughs> You're actually a part of it. No, so really beautiful. So thanks so much for uh, for being here, Brad, and sharing the space and and having this uh, this spiritual discussion and sharing it. So thanks for coming out. And uh, until next time, uh, stay out of fear. Do what you love. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Not just some things, all things. Namaste. Namaste. We seal this session into the lightness and wholeness of God. And so it is. If you're receiving some healing and you enjoyed the show, please do donate. And check out my tools of transformation at srimati.com. That's S-R-I-M-A-T-I dot com. You can also find me at Srimati on Twitter and Instagram. Again, that's S-R-I-M-A-T-I.